Welcome to Box Talk, a podcast for affiliates and coaches, powered by Box Pro Magazine. All right, well, welcome to this episode of Box Talk. I'm here, as always, I know I say this every single show, but I mean it, a special guest. Could you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, sure thing, Heather. So my name is Eric Malzone, and I am one of the founders of the Fitness Marketing Alliance and uh, the host of the Future of Fitness podcast. And uh, I'm guessing you probably want to get a little background on me and, and where yes. I come from. Tell us, yes. tell us why awesome. you, you are here today talking to me. <laughs> I, uh, so I, I'm going to give you my background. Um, and I'm trying to keep it you know short, but uh, I think there's two different pieces of, of Eric. Um, at least I like to categorize that. There's, there's the fitness an athlete, and then there's the businessman. So I'll start with uh, the fitness and athlete side. So I've been a, a com- well, up until last year, I've been a competitive athlete. Uh, for almost 35 years. So I started swimming um, at the age of five uh, competitively, uh, mainly because I had asthma as a kid. So I started getting into athletics and that was a way for me to improve my, um, you know, my lungs and, and, and I turned out to be fairly decent at it. And uh, right around the age of 13, um, I found the sport of water polo, which uh, most people outside of California or Hawaii won't know what I'm talking about and know the horses don't swim. There are no horses whatsoever, if that's the next question. Uh, so I got into that. I played it for over 20 years um, up until after through college and um, on a club team after college in, in Northern California. And then, um, and then CrossFit came along. So I was introduced to CrossFit. Uh, around to circa 2007 by um, what turned out to be my business partner in the gym ownership section of my life. Uh, his name's Trevor Bowen. So he was, uh, he kept um, calling me at the time. I was going to say texting, but I was like, it wasn't that much texting. Like, uh, and so we, and I kept looking, I kept looking at like the CrossFit.com and I was like, there's no way I can't do this. Like, there's no way these people are crazy handstand pushups and pistols and things like that. Uh, and then, you know, he kept, uh, I kept hearing about it and then I finally decided to try it. So in, in 08, I walked into, uh, Lelaine Fitness, uh, which is Chris Lane's, uh, was Chris Lane's gym, Jack Lane's grand nephew, I believe. And I just got started, you know, like most people back in that day, I did the, um, I did the baseline workout, which is the row, squat, push up, sit up, pull up, uh, workout and, uh, nearly vomited, of course, like every great CrossFit story starts and I got hooked, right? So I, I was just there and I, I started seeing myself transition from water polo into more of a CrossFit focus and, and really enjoying it. And, uh, right around that same time, I did get a text message. I remember this. It was a text message from Trevor and it said, Hey man, um, how do you, do you want to open a gym? And I was like, what is this guy talking about? And at that time, you know, against the business side of things, but I was, I was definitely ready for, for something new. Um, I've always wanted to be my own boss and, uh, I waited about three hours and I replied, yes, yes, I do. So fast forwarding three right, hours. We, Wait, can we just talk about three hours? That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Three hours, which also included uh, a happy hour. So if that just gives you a span of, like how my decision making came about. So that was time. maybe like a quality hour and a half. And then the other hour yeah. and a half was like, well, I yeah. kind of, you know, whatever. Yeah. A couple pints in. I'm like, yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. So we, we looked, we did some research, which was brief. Cause back at that day in that time, it was all about, uh, you know, it was like the wild, wild west of CrossFit. Everyone was just running out to different areas and staking their claim. And we just, we did some research on a places we want to live and B, places that didn't have a designated CrossFit gym at the time. So um, my first choice was actually Lake Tahoe. 
but there was a bunch of gyms up there, actually friends with a bunch of them now. Uh, and then Santa Barbara was his first choice. So we looked at Santa Barbara, didn't have a designated CrossFit gym. There was one guy, uh, CrossFit Santa Barbara was doing out of his garage. So uh, we did a little bit of planning. And by a little bit, I mean a little bit. Uh, we took the biz uh, workshop with Andy Petronic and John Birch, got an idea of how to do or, or start the business. Um, Chris Lane was a great help as well. I want to give him a lot of credit. Uh, and I literally just packed all of my things from San Francisco and moved to a city I had never been in. Um, and I didn't know anyone. And we just started wrecking house on a, on a small little 800 square foot spot. Um, not necessarily legally either. Uh, and then, and then we just started hustling, right? So it was all about like getting out and talking to people in the community, offering a free month to anybody nearby, um, you know, whether they were uh, business owners, general managers of stores, bartenders, hairdressers, you name it. We just got out and hustled and uh, it didn't grow as fast as we thought it would, um, but uh, it did grow. And so that that was CrossFit Pacific Coast. And I owned that for um, somewhere between eight and nine years. And uh, I recently sold it uh, in June to Danny Russell, who's my head coach, to um, start the Fitness Marketing Alliance with Doug Holt. And collectively, we have, uh, he owned also a private training studio in Santa Barbara. So we were actually competitors until he sold his, right? And then he started training at my gym. And I started, of course, peppering him with questions about digital marketing. And, uh, and we cracked this idea and looking at what people really need in the industry. And, and here we are today. So, you know, my background as far as the business side is I did have a business marketing degree from Boston College. Um, <clears throat> and after school, I went directly into various forms of sales and marketing, whether I, I started selling radio ads, I started selling um, legal content for a, a, a publishing company. Um, I sold real estate, um, real estate finance, you name it. I've been through all these different sales roles and I was always successful. But um, I, I wanted freedom. I wanted entrepreneurial freedom, right? And that's what I wanted. I didn't, I kept looking at these big numbers that I'd be making in the sales uh, company within my organization. And, you know, maybe I sold 20 million in a year and I did not make anywhere close to 20 million in my salary. <laughs> you know? So I was like, well, where's all this money going? What Why is am that I doing about? This yeah. Yeah. So how does that work? I want to be at the top. Even if it's a small pyramid, I want to be at the top. And, uh, so that was kind of my background. So it was a nice melding of, of you know, what I truly, really uh, loved doing, which was was coaching and fitness and all things athletics, and then the business side of things. And um, right now, I just feel like I'm, I'm exactly where I should be. Hmm. I think that's neat. So how did that, I don't know, that sales experience help you with owning a business? It helped a tremendous amount. I mean, so when people think of sales, Right, like we're in the marketing business, but really, um, what people need is sales. And I think when the first thing what most people think when they think sales is their gut gives them some slimy feeling of like, hey, you're pushing. But no, all you're really doing with sales is you are a um, you're a brokering value, right? What does this person value? What do they want? Um, how much does it work to them? And can you deliver that value to them? And you're just you're, you're doing a transaction. So if you look at its simplicity in that way and really just understanding the values of, of sales, um, what value you can portray to the consumer, to the right consumer, uh, to make them pay the price that you're asking for, um, it's it's a simple thing. So I think sales is, is it's proliferating everywhere in your life, right? We're always trying to sell something whether we know it or not. So people say, I'm not salesy. 
no, that's BS. You are. You're always selling something, right? You're selling something to your kids. You're selling something to your business partner. You're selling something to your your spouse. You're always trying to sell something. So um, it also, I, I, I was in some hardcore sales systems. Like when I first started in real estate finance, I was stuck in a room doing 100 cold calls every day. So um, give you an idea of what that does as far as breaking down the fear that it takes to go out and just talk to somebody about something and, and not worrying about rejection, that that set me up pretty well too. So uh, it was a lot, and there's a lot, if, if you've never done sales um, and you're in business, uh, it's it's a huge asset for sure. Hmm. Yeah, and I think just like you said, that, that rejection piece is a huge one because we are all so afraid of being told no. I mean, you'll even look at society and things have happened because people just don't want to say no they want to offend anybody or or get offended or be you know be rejected so i think that's probably huge especially with you guys moving down to santa barbara and just starting a gym out of nowhere like you're like well we're probably going to get a lot of those and very few yeses so yeah yeah we, and we did uh, we absolutely did and uh yeah you know i think it's it's and i don't want to get too um out there on you but i was i was actually on a a, a trip with some friends and we were talking about um, you know, one of the greatest points of maturity um, and happiness in someone's life is when you just stop caring what everyone thinks about you, right? And voila, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly what rejection is. Who cares? You know, at the end yeah. of the day, a no is better than a maybe, and uh, it just brings you one more no closer to a yes. Exactly, and it, it define it sets a definition and, and it defines things versus sitting in that space of maybe or what if. You know, at least you have some sort of thing affirmed whether it's a positive yeah. affirmation or a negative one and then it's like okay well we can move forward from this but we can't really move forward from a we don't know what we're moving forward from so yeah, yeah totally exactly agree. yeah so what then you know you were only in this gym what then led you into the marketing business what what was it about you know um the marketing side of things that really drew you to just go for that full time yeah yeah so i I've always been drawn to the marketing side uh, of business. I have always found it interesting. And, uh, you know, this this wasn't a knee-jerk, um, you know, reaction or decision to do this. It's it, The path has led me this way. Um, I've always uh, sought out, you know, what's working as far as marketing. And uh, one of my mentors for a long time was Jim Fitzgerald, uh, James Fitzgerald, sorry, um, who, you know, hopefully everyone who's listening should know who that guy is. Uh, but we had an interesting phone call one time. He did a lot of life coaching for me and still does. But it was like he was I was telling him everything I was up to. Right. I was starting a corporate wellness. I was doing this boot camp. I was doing this on the side. I was coaching people. I was opening uh, another gym. All these. He's like, hey, just, slow down, man. Like, when are you just going to get really good at one thing? And uh, so I'm like, God, that really hit me. And then um, I actually read the book like oddly enough, the, the week after called The One Thing, and I highly suggest people check that out. And then I started uncovering, I'm like, well, you know, in a separate call, I, I talked to him and a couple other people too. I'm like, well, what do you think? And we're seeing the separation now in affiliates uh, and cross affiliates of like, you know, mediocre is no longer an option. You're either starving or you're getting good, right? And my my belief, and um, I think it's it's showing pretty apparently, is like the, the difference now between the the bad and then the great is marketing. Um, the days I used to remember the days very clearly, 2000, you know, 10 to 2014 maybe, um, where we would just hold a, a, an intro session on Saturdays and we get 10 people to show up, right? 
no marketing. You know, my wife joined my gym. She was amazed that nobody, that we didn't do any marketing. Those days are gone. That's gone, right? You got to be savvy now. And I think the biggest thing for us, you know, when, when my business partner and I started talking was we saw this huge need and, and what we saw was the, the norm, unfortunately, is people doing what we call crash diet marketing. So they'll go on these, they'll binge and, you know, something, you know, there's all, a lot of six week challenges, right? There's a lot of things that um, you can just push all four. Everyone loves Facebook, which is great. Super powerful, right? Um, but are people actually building out like a 12 month strategy? You know, or is everyone dwelling within tactics, right? And that's where we decided to take what we what we have, which you know, what we have access to, which is a full stack digital agency that does it all. And we want to teach people how that whole thing looks, right? How um, how a great email marketing campaign complements a Facebook campaign, right? How an indoctrination series and a re-engagement series are probably your most powerful tools. Um, it's not going to, you know, Facebook's great, but let's face it. You know, once once the word gets out, Coca-Cola gets off TV and they start dumping their money into Facebook, what's going to happen? That 90 cents a click is going to go up to $90 a click. And uh, so we, we're trying to build sustainable systems that truly work. And it's not stuff that we're just throwing against the wall. It's things that have been working in other industries for a long time. Hmm. So what maybe are a, a couple examples of those things that have been working? Things that have been working? Uh I think, okay, so I'm going to answer that a little bit differently. Everyone, and I'm just as guilty as anybody else, especially, you know, in the fitness industry, we all love our own cooking, right? So if, if I like to be on Instagram, I'm going to do all my marketing on Instagram, right? If I like Facebook, I'm going to do all my marketing on Facebook. Now, um, there's also the, um, you know, the, the shiny object syndrome. So people see something new, they want to go try out SMS, right? They want to go try out all these different things. But really what, just like, you know, uh, just like business or fitness, you just got to get really good at a couple things. And I think the biggest thing that I would tell people is um, Facebook can change their algorithm at any second. They did it. They've done it mid, you know, multiple times for us, mid campaign, um, and it just screwed everything, right? Totally out of your control. Uh, Instagram can change things in a, in, a, in a split instant, and that will change the game. So what are the things that are within your control, right, um, as a business owner? Well, your website, absolutely, right? Um, and along that comes with really, really good search engine optimization, and then your email marketing. So those are the two things that we, and I know that sounds old school, but you know what? It works. It absolutely works. So, um, you know, you can get all fancy and stuff and, and absolutely try things and test it out, but really put the, the 80% of your time into the things that you can control and that you know that work. And I think what most people are missing in the game is local search engine optimization. We have a our group of gym owners that we're working with right now, um, and many of them very smart people, very driven, but they're not they're not even in their their business listings, right? They have no reviews up on Google. That's like number one. You, you really want to focus on um, not necessarily the amount of leads. People really want lead generation, right? That's what they want. They just want a ton of leads. But what about the quality of the leads? So when we talk about, um, you know, search engine optimization or even Google AdWords as a pay-per-click uh, option, which a lot of people are turning away from because Facebook's easier. But when people are doing that, they're searching out and they're waving their hand. They're saying, hey, I need help. I need fitness. I need weight loss. I need these things. That's a great lead. They're warm. 
right? To use the terminology. So that's where you want to face is like, where, where can you get the best quality leads? And I'm not saying this because I'm on top of a mountain with, with all the answers. I'm saying this because I failed faster than most people could possibly imagine. And uh, I'm not scared of that. So I'll keep trying and trying and trying. And then we come up with these things that we see that, that absolutely work over time. Yeah, and I know you've used search engine optimization a couple times, and I think sometimes people get a little weirded out by SEO, and they're like, what is that? It's like a whole new language to them. Can you just dive into that, maybe just give a basic idea of, of maybe what the affiliates should know about SEO and, and why it's essential to understand it? Yeah, yeah, sure, I would love to. So uh, I think when you look at search engine optimization, you look at a couple different factors. You look at on-page and off-page. Um, and I am not the technician on our team. We have we have very, very skilled people who do that stuff, so I just want to throw that out there now. But I do have a very cursory understanding of, of what it is. So if you look at, first of all, if, if you're not, it's how you get found, okay? If, if people, uh, you know, right now, um, everybody searches on their phones, right? What's the first thing you do? Um, my wife was looking for a boot repair place in Bend, Oregon, right? What does she do? You go on your phone, you Google it, and then you look at reviews, and then you call. It's that simple. That's just how we do things now. That, in essence, is search engine optimization, right? Is how are people finding you? Are, are, do you, are you listed? Are you getting all the, um, you know, the positive rankings that you need? So when you look at search engine optimization, there's on-page ranking factors, with, which is things that you can control on your website, right? And that's where it gets technical, you know, headers, um, meta descriptions, things like that, that you have to have alt tags, all that stuff. And that I would honestly just hire someone to do it. I would, because it's not worth your time. It's not worth getting to understand it. Um, just go train people, hire someone else to do that stuff. Uh, and then you have off page ranking factors, which is essentially, um, are websites that have what we call high authority, um, linking back to you. Right. And that's when you get out and that's where good content strategies and outreach strategies with influencers and things like that come into play. So search engine optimization optimization is something that you are very, very familiar with. Everybody is because you do it every day. Um, it's just a matter of understanding and having it work in your favor um, versus your competitor's favor. Yeah. Is that clear? Yeah. That no, help? I think that was excellent. Description. I mean, that's better than I would have been like, I'm like, eh, it's how people find you. And that, I would have left it at that. So you went into way more detail. That's awesome. <laughs> that's well done. <laughs> yeah, leave, leave the tech stuff up to the techies. Leave it up to the nerds like us. You know, that's what we like to do. You're like, that's what we do. Hey. Um, yeah. And, and so I guess, too, I know you mentioned email marketing. And uh, I know gyms have really, some of them are really, you know, Go, go with it and, and send out emails and do that. And I think some don't. And I guess, you know, what maybe could you speak to in terms of email marketing and why it's beneficial and maybe even um, a few like starter things for affiliates to know to help them get, you know, email marketing going within their business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, when it comes to email marketing, I think the first thing is just to start right? Start doing it. There's, there's a lot of, um, you know, internal resistance for people to put themselves out there to their email list and start writing. Uh, maybe they're worried that their grammar isn't right or something, which is okay. Download Grammarly, right? It's, it's a freaking amazing, um, saved my life numerous times, not literally, but, um, it's like, so, wow, that's yeah. crazy about saving your <laughs> life, man. You, you need to write them a letter and yeah. say thanks. Uh, <laughs> 
So I think with email marketing, just get, just get started. And I think there's some some fundamentals of it. Um, you know, just pick your what service you want to use, whether it be MailChimp or Active Campaign and things like that. And what a lot of people, and I was just having a conversation with um, Luke Kayam about this, is you know he feels that you know when he looks at his email inbox, it's just salesy, right? People are selling, 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 selling. And once I want to come back to that concept of value, like if you really know. Who, you're, who you want to talk to. And this is marketing 101, which most people skip over completely is, okay, who is it that I want in my gym? Who is it that I want in my facility? What does that person look like? Where do they get their news? What are their pain points? What, what are literally the problems that they have every day? What keeps them up at night, right? Um, and then start speaking to that. Chris Cooper over at Two Brain has a, you know, uses what he calls love letters, which is awesome. You know, it's essentially, he picks an avatar and um, maybe it's me, maybe it's you. And you just start talking to that person like, uh, you know, hey, Heather, fix your website speed. Here's why. Right. Something that you would tell a loved one um, to get them because you see the problem that they have and you want it fixed. Right. So you can start writing that type of content. So really understanding a number one, who you're talking to and what value you can provide to them. And then once you have that key concept in your head and just hammered it. And, and don't guess either. Like, go out and talk to the people. You probably have clients that you consider ideal. Go out and talk to them. Ask them these questions. We have a whole worksheet that we have our clients go through to, to truly understand that. Uh, and then I would always have the first thing to start off with people is having some kind of indoctrination series. And I'll explain that what it is. And then um, a, a good re-engagement series. So uh, indoctrination series is something that starts off right away. Like, first time someone gets on your email list. Uh, and it welcomes them. Usually it's a series of three to five and emails that are automated. But the first one is just introducing who you are and then asking them a question. Right. Um, now, asking them a couple questions. What, what are your fitness goals in 2018? Why did you join? Whatever it is, something that starts a conversation and they reply. Why? A couple of reasons. A, that starts a conversation. Right. That's the biggest thing is you want to start building a relationship with these people on your email list. Maybe they don't reply. That's great. Uh, doesn't matter. Um, Secondly, it gets them, if they reply, it tells the email server that you are not spam. So it gets you what we call whitelisting, which is a technical term, right? So that, that's the first thing is I would have people do that they automatically, if someone joins your email list, they get this inbox series. Um, then after that, I would just go into a consistent, right? I can't say that, consistent content marketing. If you think you can realistically only do one email to your list per week, um, and that's what you can commit to, then commit to it and do it every, you know, maybe play around with the first month on what day you post it, what time you post it and see how the reaction goes. Um, but stay consistent with it and don't sell all the time. You're going to hear that everywhere with marketers who, who, you know, know what they're doing is they'll just say, you know, maybe that, that ratio is one out of eight is salesy. Maybe it's one out of 20, whatever the ratio is. The, the point is you want to build as much trust and really offer value with your email marketing. And then when it comes time, you know, when you want to run that nutrition special or, um, you know, you're starting a new boot camp, then you have that trust built up and at some point someone will, will buy from you. Yeah, no. And I mean, honestly, like that is actually one of the things that we believe at BoxPro too. And a lot of times why our partners and, and the vendors that we work with contribute content and contribute pieces like that because they are wanting to provide, you know, content and value versus just selling all the time. And it, it's amazing what that can do. Like you said, it's crazy to think like, you know, one in eight or one in 20 are salesy. And, and some for some people, it's hard to think, but I, I'm trying to get leads. I'm, I'm trying to sell. But 
No, you're trying to build relationships so that when it comes time to sell, people are not going to even bat an eye because they're like, I trust you. I believe it. Like, all this content's true. And it's going to be an easy sell because you've been selling the whole time. So, I don't know. It's just, it, it's, it's, it's fascinating. So. You're absolutely right. And I'll just add to that thought, too, is that in the trend in the market now, okay, um, everybody's a content marketer. So you're starting to see a lot of content out there. If you look at your email box, I mean, we just had Black Friday and Cyber Monday, you know, at the time of this recording. How many emails did you get, right? It's getting, it's getting a little convoluted and it's getting a, very crowded. So I think, and I, we, you and I had this conversation a couple months ago, is what's more important, quality or quantity? Right now, quality and specificity to your audience is, is the way to stand out. Um, and be, you know, uh, be a little zany. I mean, if you guys know, go look up Mark Fisher Fitness and look up his YouTube channel. <laughs> I got to interview him the other day. That guy is a master marketer, but you would just think he's a bit crazy. But, but he stands out, right? He calls all of his clients um, ninjas. Um, he considers his gym a unicorn, right? In fact, these are actual terms he uses. This is so really does, cool. It's amazing. Yeah, if you, he has uh, one YouTube video um, the seven habits of highly sexy mother effers, um, that has over 30,000 views on his YouTube for now for a fitness person. That's incredible, right? So there's a lot of lessons on like how don't be scared to stand out. Um, don't do the things that you feel are the norm in the fitness industry. My number one, okay. When it comes to content marketing, my number one most popular email, uh, that I sent out over a three to four year span of content marketing for my gym, the title was poop. It was poop. And I talked about why uh, it was, why, you know, your poop is, is really like, let's talk about it, right? Why is it, why is the, the consistency and the color of all these things, why it's important to your health? And I could tell you it went slightly viral within my email list and that was it, right? So, you know, don't be, don't follow the rules, you know, go outside of it and then try to uh, find something that stands out. Man, and now I'm just thinking about all these poop puns because I'm a punny person. So I'm just going like, what the crap in my head? So it's oh, fine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you go all day. Yeah. All day. But that's amazing. That's amazing, Eric. That's, that's so funny. I mean, and it's just interesting how being original can really do that. So, and kind of off of that, you know, with the successes you've seen in your own gym and talking with different owners of fitness, you know, professionals and, and gyms and stuff, uh, what are maybe some of the key uh, pain points you see when it comes to marketing and also some of the key successes? I, I just kind of want to like look at those two sides, you know, to see what you've seen people struggling with and what you've seen people doing really well. So I think there's a lot of, a lot of issues and I think a lot of it comes down to too many options uh, for for fitness professionals, there's just so many, right? I mean, everybody's, you know, like we talked about earlier, everyone's chasing squirrels or looking for shiny objects. And I think just taking it, um, you know, understanding the difference between lead generation and marketing and how they work. Marketing sets you up for sales, right? Lead generation is just, um, you know, top of funnel. And I don't want to get to, you know, marketing terms on it. But I think um, having a plan. And that's the biggest thing, actually having a 12-month roadmap, and that's what we create for our clients is we, we generate a 12-month roadmap that, that has all of the functional pieces that we consider. Uh, we call it periodized marketing because fitness professionals understand that, right? It's like, okay, when do you want to do a Facebook campaign? 
right? When do you want to do a Google AdWords campaign? You don't run them all the time, right? Unless you have a huge budget, then then go for it. If you know if you're if you're an online professional, then run it, right? If you can if you can make one cent off uh, off a dollar investment, you know if you invest a dollar and you make a dollar and one penny, then keep going. Um, but that's not that's not what fitness professionals at the the brick and mortar level have. So. I think having something that's a full strategy over 12 months that incorporates everything is a big, um, you know, from email to search engine optimization, which is the evergreen golden grail, right, is, is having good search engine optimization, owning your local SEO, co-branding. When do you go out and you do co-branding with local businesses? That's huge, you know, getting out there. Um, I think as much as we'd like to as a digital marketing community uh, tell people that they can hide behind their desk and just do digital marketing, not going to happen. And you got to go out there. You got to make some calls. You got to go meet people. You got to go to talks. You got to go do podcasts. You got to promote yourself and get out there. Um, those are the those are the people who do the best, right? Um, so I think I think that's the biggest pain point. I think the the biggest opportunities for people um, are right in front of them. I think uh, you know doing something consistently every week, whether that be taking out clients uh, to coffee every week. Right, which is something I always did, and sitting down and talk to them, having a list of questions um, to get to understand them, running new programs, uh, concepts by them. Hey, I'm thinking about doing this, this, and this. I've done more selling just through over over coffee. Um, it's true. I've done more selling over coffee than than anything else, right? And I've done great new you challenges. I've done you know uh, my own Facebook funnels. I've done email marketing campaigns. You name it. But the best marketing always comes down to that face to face human contact. And, uh, and that's what we help people see. We, our job is to optimize and amplify and, you know, what people are currently doing. So, um, yeah, I think, um, most people just get overwhelmed with all the options and really the best work is right in front of them. Your email list, the coffees, um, doing occasional Facebook campaigns to build awareness and consistency. That's the biggest thing is whatever you do, pick something and be consistent over time. Don't expect that the ROI is going to always happen in 30 days or less, right? Stick to it. Yeah, and kind of going off what you said, people getting overwhelmed, if an affiliate had to take one marketing action today, and you know maybe it's a basic marketing action, let's say they're doing no marketing, um, what would you say that would be? Well, the honest answer is always it depends, right? Um, it totally depends, but I understand. I understand what your question means. Um, email marketing. I would go with email marketing. I would also back that up with a second of start working on search and optimization because that could take six to twelve months, but it will pay off. You know, just for an example, my business partner uh, Doug, he sold his gym a while ago, and he still his search engine optimization is so good, he still gets leads from it. Right, that he sells off to somebody in the local center of the market. So it's it, it's really important. But I would start with email because it's totally within your control, and uh, you can be consistent and you can start building relationships. And that's where I would start. Awesome. Thank you for answering that. I know it's it's a hard question because every gym, yeah. every every situation is different. But I appreciate you still like. All right, we're gonna give Heather a definitive answer. Heather loves definitive answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get. It. I get. It. Yeah, you want nuggets. Yeah, I'm like, come on, just give me something. Yeah, so there might be affiliate owners out there listening who might be like, eh, marketing, why do I need to care? Why do they need to care, in your own opinion? Because uh, your competitors do, and they'll crush you. And 
And that's just being honest. Um, I mean, everybody is, is getting into the digital marketing sphere. And like I said, uh, you know, especially depending on your market, maybe it hasn't hit your market yet, right? I was in Southern California, arguably the most competitive fitness market in the world. Now, we, we were like three years ahead, right? Everything that was happening to us has probably happened, you know, happened. And well, I guess the people, you know, maybe in different markets, they're not seeing it. Maybe they're still getting that organic reach and things like that. Um, but start building it now because I guarantee you someone, and I think, you know, and this is kind of stupid base level, other CrossFit affiliates or other affiliates within your market are competition, right? Yeah, we're all friends, right? But at the end of the day, as soon as we can have that honest conversation, that yes, we are all competitors within a market and that's okay. That's what drives it. That's what Glassman wanted, right? He wanted a free market. So I would say uh, if, if maybe if I could set a little bit of fear is that other people are most likely doing it. So get out ahead because uh, there is a lot of things to do in the sphere uh, of digital marketing um, that, once again, you know, goes on top of what you're doing at, at a grassroots level. Yeah. No, I think it's good. I think we need to strike fear. I mean, especially in this day and age of the in the affiliate world, like you said, there's no more mediocre. There is either success or there's not success. So yeah. that's yeah. what it comes down to. But awesome. Eric, any last marketing nuggets that you could you know, provide the box owner? Yeah. Um, I would say just looking at the trends of, of where the fitness industry is going and where technology is going. Um, if you haven't started building some kind of online product that complements your brick and mortar, right? Start doing it now. Like right now, just start, grab a whiteboard, get caffeinated and go start thinking of some ideas of something you can sell online. Okay. Now, it's you're seeing this huge shift. All these people have been in the industry for a long time are now building their online products. Why? Because that now you can go global, right? Now we will, there will always be a need. If you look at all the like people have been in the industry for a long time, right? They're all building an online presence uh, in some way, and we're helping a lot of them, right? Whether it be an online coaching, whether it be online nutrition programs, whatever it is, they're having some kind of online presence. And that being said. Um, people will always have the need for the brick and mortar. People are going to need somewhere. We're still tribal. They're going to need places to go and train. But I would highly suggest start building that online presence, whatever it is. Even if it's just like, you know, something that we call a, a tripwire or lead magnet to get people into your, your gym and get them into your, your being from a, a prospect to a, a client, which could be a $50 offer. Maybe it's a six-week, you know, nutrition reboot. Whatever it is, something that you can sell online um, start doing it now because if you don't start now, um, it, it's going to be harder and harder to, to catch up with everybody who is. I think those are some good last words, Eric. I think you know what you're talking about. You seem like to be like okay. a, a marketing guru or something. And that's what we'll call you, Eric, the marketing guru. So I think that's pretty nice. I think that's a pretty great, I mean, gurus are like wisdom yeah, is, marketing advisors. It. Yeah, no problem. Well, hey, Eric, thank you so much for just joining us on the show today. It's It's been great having you. Good, good nuggets, affiliates. I hope you guys take one of those and apply it today. I mean, if anything, get started on the email campaign like Eric was saying, like, Start emailing people, get consistent with it, build a plan. So that's awesome, Eric. Thank you so much. Seriously, great having you on the show. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to see where the 
marketing realm of affiliates go. Hopefully it goes upward, guys. Do you hear that? We need to we need to get on the marketing train and, and get moving yeah. in this industry. So thank you so Let's much, see. Eric. Yeah, I appreciate your time, Heather. It was great. We'll talk soon. Yes, we will. All right.